Hello everyone, welcome back to Mike's Mike. So, today's episode is going to be a little different, for especially, well, A, it's the start of season two, but B, in light of all the recent events that have happened, I feel that I should be able to talk about this a little bit. So, obviously, most people should know about the whole George Floyd scenario, and it's rightfully wrong, in my opinion, and I feel like People in the black community are very underappreciated, not taken care of properly, and it really shows. So I'm going to just kind of go briefly talk about all this stuff, including some of my experiences just because of person of color and all the other stuff. So if for some reason you don't like what I say or have different ideas, then if you have a problem with it, you can delete all my social medias, unfollow me, whatever. You're definitely not the first person to uh, do it. Certainly won't be the last, but I feel like some of these should be shared just just as a way to do it. So it's going to be a little more of a, I don't want to say gloomy, but not fun and upbeat like all my other ones have been. So I really don't have any notes planned out. I usually have my iPad or computer out with notes, so I have like things to talk about. But really for me, I'm just going to kind of go for it and just, yeah, this is definitely going to be my shortest episode, but I really don't care. This really needs to be talked about. So Obviously, knowing some American history, racism has been in this country for a very long time. No need to avoid it. No need to not forget about it. It's just been there. So, obviously, with that being said, something needs to change because it's been system. I don't want to say systematic, but it's kind of more. I don't know how to say it, but it's very, it's it's rooted in our history. I'll put it that way. In American history, it's very rooted. Granted, not everyone was racist back in the day. Not everyone had slaves. I know that. I'm not stupid to know that, not know that. But the way things have been brought up, and we're going to look at things this way too. So, no, so genetics, right? So, eye color, hair color, hair texture, skin color, height, all this other stuff, that's genetics. Racism and all that other stuff, not genetics. It's taught. It's adaptation. You're molded into it. It's with the culture you're in, the way you're raised. It's not you're born and it's all one day, oh, I'm going to be a racist. That's not the case at all. So I kind of want to get that first part out of the way. So I do believe white privilege is a real, real thing, at least in the United States it is. And people, I was a good thing to see that from protests and everything else that People have been using that to help out black people, which very appreciated. But with that being said, I kind of, okay, well, I'll just kind of go with my experience because it kind of, I kind of wanted to segue into it. But like I said, I kind of had, this is kind of like very open-ended for me. But so for me, I live in a suburb of Kansas City that is, if I believe correctly, 99.3% white. So I'm one of the few, my family's one of the few handfuls that are uh, not fully white. For those that don't know who what I am, I'm half Mexican, half Slovenian, so I'm only half white. But if you were to look at me, you probably wouldn't say that. But yeah, going forward with that. So with that being said, my combination of uh, the, sorry, ethnicities is really hard to uh, for people to figure out what I am. I guarantee you 99.99% of people, if I just go up to them, Random, randomly or not randomly, if you even know me, and ask them, 
what do you think I am? Guarantee you they won't say those two things. Which, I can get the white part a little bit just because the color of my skin does not justify that. But, regardless, right? So, with that being said, there's a lot of people, people guess like Indian, as in like Native American, or people from India, Arabic, get a lot of Filipino. Yeah, Arabic, Middle Eastern, like some parts of Russia, like Tartars or anything like that. Uh, some of the, like, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, you name it. And then, like, Cambodia, Laos, Indonesia. So it's pretty much a lot of things that are more, I don't want to say oriental, but not more toward, aiming towards Asia's, Asia side, even though I'm not. Well, granted, I am Native American, but Native American is in, like, Mexico's Native Americans, not United States, like Cherokee or Sioux or Lakota. Because my great-grandmother is from the tribe called Yaki, which it's, it is by the border of the United States, but that's that's kind of my Native American part. But also with the whole Mexican thing, it's a little confusing too for people just because my last name, Aldaco, is Basque. And for people that don't know what Basque is, it's essentially a region in between Spain and France that speak a language that's not Indo-European and they have distinct characteristics that kind of set them apart from other Spanish people or French people. Kind of have pale, palish skin, but it's dark hair, dark eyes. The kind of the stereotype too, like protruded noses and stuff like that. So, kind of, yeah. So I kind of had to mention that part before I get into the next part. So, I've been kind of fortunate enough going to school with a bunch of white people because when we had things like dare for all my American people to know what dare is, right? It's the drug, say no to drug thing, and all the cops that come, like they recognize you, right? Because you go to school and that's they're there and they rotate officers so for the longest time I've been in school right so a lot of officers know who I am so I've been fortunate enough to not have to worry about people looking at me like the cops looking at me and thinking oh what is he gonna do because obviously you have people right they see a certain race and they have stereotypes right so obviously a lot of not a lot I'm not gonna just like justify say everybody everybody this everybody that so sorry if I kind of mention it if I forget about it but because sometimes I don't have I don't have it being that cops look at me and think they're going to fear for their life if they know who I am, right? But obviously, depending what part of the country you're in, right, some cops might have this thing or, per- like, perception that this race is so-and-so, right? Like, a lot of people, not a lot, okay, not, yeah, this is, so a lot of things happen, and sometimes cops get the perception stereotypes, right, that, Hispanic people are criminals, they sell cocaine, marijuana, you name it, all the stuff you think from narcos, right? Then obviously some some cops think that black people are horrible people. Then all that stuff, they think they do a bunch of crimes, do a lot of drugs, you name it. So it's kind of, yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to not have to worry about that too much. But obviously there are cops that are new, like rotate out, whatever, and they don't know you. And this pastor's break, I got pulled over in my suburb for supposedly running a stop sign or not like rolling over a stop sign which was kind of I could kind of argue that it wasn't but can't really argue with the cop for that because everyone's opinion is different about stuff like that and of course as someone that isn't white actually I should let me rephrase so the cop comes out right he pulls me over to this park that's like half a mile from my house and kind of taps on the window to roll down or whatever and this cop I had never seen before, right? So 
for him, he's kind of just doing his job, whatever. But for me, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he's going to do. He might see me and not know what I'm doing. And, right, so he, I roll down the window, whatever. I give him my the insurance, like, right, license of registration, all that stuff. And then he runs it back or whatever. And, I like, he just kind of said, yeah, you got pulled over for rolling over a stop sign or whatever. But I couldn't really argue about it. And that's the thing, too. Like, my Mexican dad taught me that you can't really argue with the cops, especially, like, when you're young because cops have, like, the authoritative mindset. Like, I don't want to say authoritative mindset, but obviously you respect your elders, right? And if you're older, then you got to respect. If you're younger, too, you got to respect older people. And, of course, I do. But my dad's one thing is don't argue with the cop. It's just going to cause more trouble. They'll find something else to write you up for, anything like that. So I was just kind of going through that whatever. And then he comes back, and then he asks me, like, where are you going? Or what were you doing? And I was coming back from swim practice. And I said, well, I'm going home now. He's like, oh, where's home? And I'm like, oh, it's half a mile away. It's, like, up the street. And I just kind of, like, that's, like, so-and-so, which was, like, it's like my street or whatever. He's like, no, but where are you really going? I'm like, I'm really going there. It's like, are you really? Like, they're just kind of questioning, like, like, just because I live wherever. And let me get some context, too, with the neighborhood I live in. So it's, like, a middle-class neighborhood in between a bunch of, like, upper-class neighborhoods. Like, the neighborhoods across the street from me, like, house Rob Heineman, the owner of Sporting Kansas City, Alex Gordon, Travis Kelsey, like, a bunch of, like, money moguls, pretty much. So I'm kind of that middle class, so people kind of forget about that. Like, granted, I know, too, that I'm not, like, dirt poor. But then again, we don't have, we're not, like, making hella bread. So I just want to get out of the way, too. So he's probably, this cop was probably thinking that, oh, he's trying to say he lives in, the names of neighborhoods that are around are, like, Hallberg, Hazelwood, Waterford, Cherry Creek. He's probably thinking, oh, he's, he's going to those neighborhoods. But he didn't probably know about my neighborhood, which I'm not, I mean, it's whatever at this point. But he was kind of denying it. Then he was starting to get mad that I was saying I'm going home. And I was like saying my address. And and it's even on my license. So that's what makes me more mad. And then he proceeds to think it's a fake. And then it's just kind of got whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just, can I just go home now? Like, I got my ticket. Like, I'll pay it off, whatever. And then finally he's like, I suppose, but go back to where you really belong. And that kind of just really made me mad. Not in the sense of, like, I wanted to hit somebody or, like, like swear at him. But, like, just mad as, like, did he really just kind of say that kind of thing? And granted, it's my story isn't as bad as, like, other people's experiences, obviously. Because, obviously, I, didn't, I don't always necessarily fear for my life when I'm driving and I go past a cop. Because, obviously, I feel bad for black people because some of them really do have to go through that. Like, fearing for their lives about what happens if they get pulled over or all that other stuff. But... For me, that was just kind of like a wake-up call for me to realize that in some places, and it might not even been like, I guess you can say that my experience was a bit racist just because it was a white cop and he saw the color of my skin, not necessarily knowing what I was and just kind of assuming that the neighborhood's 99.3% white. So why would this be part of the 0.7%, especially not knowing what I was? So yeah, that was kind of a awful thing to go about, but... Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to, like, bring light of, like, it's not only, like, I don't want to say one group, but it's ma- mainly black people, which I've, black lives do matter, black lives matter, I am for that, I support that, 
and for the argument of the all lives matter thing, if you're going to say that, you got to put an asterisk on it right now just because all lives matter. But the only problem is that black lives are not mattering to some people right now. And we got to make sure that equality comes in the share because we don't want inequality because that's that's the old days. That's 18th, 19th century stuff where inequality was super important to the in the air quote in my air quote superior races, which there is in all races are equal. And that's the problem, though, is that black people are being treated equal right now. So kind of really need to fix that. But yeah, to more my point, as so I've asked a couple of my friends about it, too. So I don't really want to mention names because I don't want them to get paid if that if people think that this is what I'm saying is bad or whatever. But I kind of asked them about stuff because I don't want to say it's not a scenario. But so I put something in my story for like support of like Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. And. Someone reported it for harassment and hate speech. And it got taken down within like 30 minutes of me putting it on my story. Got a strike on my Snapchat account. So at that point, I'm like, well, I want to help. But then again, I don't want to lose my social media accounts, which granted, I know that you can just make a new one or whatever. But for me, I figured there had to be other ways to help besides just like spreading on social media. So I asked two of my friends who were two of my fr- friends that happen to be black. Just kind of the and I asked, "Way, what can I do?" One of them gave me a bunch of resources I could do. So I signed a couple of this, the petitions, sent email to Minneapolis police and all the other stuff with the CC of like the government officials and all that about the George Floyd case. And then another friend just kind of said, "Like, do what you can to help. Go to protests. Go sign petitions. Kind of the same thing." And just kind of like, "Thank you for supporting. I understand that you can't really do anything with social media right now." So. It's justified that you're trying to find other ways. So I appreciate that. You too, you know who you are. So thank you for that. And I'm just kind of glad I found other ways to help. Obviously, I'll keep continuing helping. It's not just like you do one day, you sign some petitions, you do whatever, and you're like, bang, I'm done. You got to keep going. Got to fight for your right to have equality. So you can't just do it one day. It's like a war. You can't just fight one day and then the next rest of the week you're just sitting down because what's going to happen is the people on the other side of the fight are going to try to run you over and take you out of town and that's necessarily what you want to do and you just kind of want to have a say because obviously inequality in this country is still very prevalent unfortunately I hate to say that from on my own experiences from hearing about others people's experiences too that are definitely worse than mine but yeah that was kind of it with that and so kind of continuing on with that so what needs to happen now i mean obviously people need to continue to um how do i say it but continue to do what they're doing with signing petitions going helping out people that need it most because i also saw some of my former uh high school alum students that i went to high school with like in my class are doing stuff for operation breakthrough which for like it's in the inner city of Kansas City like helping poor families and children like being able to help them with their education give them food a place to sleep stuff like that so and I believe they've raised over six thousand dollars now so that's really good it's really good to have people that want to make a change and be men for others that was the motto of my high school we were Jesuits so shout out St. Ignatius but it was really good for them to like do that and we need more stuff like that just because this isn't going to end until enough people know about it, enough people have a say, 
And you got to find the right people to have the say too. Because obviously it's one thing when a couple like tens, hundreds, millions of people are in agreement of it. But if it's not people such as like government officials or the president or anything like that, unfortunately, the governments, the type of people are the ones that are the ones that make the official changes. So, and obviously, I don't want to go too much into details about what with all that, but obviously, some of the stuff they've done are wrong, in my opinion. You shouldn't have to shoot rubber bullets directly in the people's faces to uh, try to get them to stop like doing the protests and all that stuff so but yeah so obviously people have the right to protest so being able to do that hopefully sheds light on some some of the government officials at least to do make some changes get more racial equality for everyone and yeah so that's kind of my next big point i want to talk about i guess is just accountability everyone needs to be held accountable for this white people hispanics asians Black people, police officers, government officials, policymakers, everybody just needs to be held accountable. Just because for me, I haven't really had to experience it living in a predominantly white community about fearing for anything or having to worry about, oh, the cops are going to come by and do their like rounds or whatever to see if people are doing bad things or whatever. I've never had to really experience that. So for me, I definitely think that we need to hold people accountable Especially because we're not going to get anywhere if all we're going to do is, like, bicker, fight, and not necessarily have properly, like, I don't want to say debate, but have proper discussions about how we can be open-minded and how change can happen without having to go completely, like, the complete pull, like, I don't know, not polar opposite, but the complete other end of spectrums to get our point across. We can, I believe that, not necessarily, like, in the middle, but... We, because the number one thing we need racial equality, that's number one. So, I believe that for the two sides of this debate slash argument, whatever you want to call it, I don't think that if we meet completely in the middle, that racial equality will be fully given. So, for me, racial equality is the number one thing. And with that said, how to do that when to do that, all that stuff, kind of starts now, like, obviously, I haven't posted anything on social media, but I kind of explained that if someone, like, I don't want to get keep getting reported for all these things just because for me to want to help somebody or some more groups of people, right, so, but I've done other things, I've time, like I said, it's not always about posting on social media and all that stuff, just because it's one thing to, like, say it, Actions speak louder than words. I'll put it that way. So I have a quote from saying Ignatius that I remember from high school. And obviously, like, not that the direct quote's going to, like, mean a whole lot right now. But so love is shown more in deeds than in words. So more of that. So you can consider love to be whatever. Love can be racial equality. Love can be you name it. Like, whatever, like, justice you want in the world. And it's kind of more of, like, actions speak louder than words. So... I believe protests are definitely an action. It's definitely better than just saying, I want racial equality and not doing anything about it. Granted, another thing that happens is obviously you have those groups that are doing the riots that are not associated with Black Lives Matter or associated with the protests that are ending up getting associated with that just because it's, you have a large crowd of people in one setting and it just happens to happen, which is an awful thing to have. 
especially because justice is trying to be served with the purpose of the protest. So, yeah, we just need to make sure that going forward, well, it's kind of hard. You can't control it. I'm not going to say you can control it. Like, you can't just tell people, don't riot, because obviously not everyone's just going to listen like that. But, yeah, so the most important thing, try to hold people accountable, because obviously to be able to do that can really change a lot. And I know this is kind of a really short podcast, but I just kind of wanted to talk about what I thought was, what I thought about the whole scenario. So obviously, Black Lives Matter, very important. Keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, there's different ways of supporting. You can do petitions. A lot of people are posting in their stories like ways to help. You can even look up like black-owned restaurants, black-owned stores, support the black community, support people of color, all that stuff. And even if you look at your city, ways to support people of color or black people in whatever city you're in or closest city you're at, you can support that way. People put in their stories ways to support different communities too. And obviously you can sign petitions. A couple accounts that have pre-registered emails, you can send to Minneapolis, the police station. You can send it to other different organizations and say you want your support. So there's plenty of ways to do that and have support those our brothers and sisters that are definitely in need right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and wrap things up, though, just because I really don't want to ramble on. I just don't want to ramble on just because I don't want to waste you guys' time because right now is the time to make a change in the world. And speaking of that, so I kind of want to leave off with two quotes. So that's Mahatma Gandhi once said, be the change you want to see in the world. Your actions will be clouded in words. Be the reason that change happens. And finally, I'm just going to leave off with this. So, St. Ignatius, kind of the icon of Jesuit schools, act as if everything, the, 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 the I just totally messed it up. I am so sorry. All right. Act as if everything depended on you. So, you don't necessarily want to be the reason that one thing doesn't happen or does happen. So, if you want something, if you really want to be the person that changes the world, you got to act as if it depended on you to do it. By doing that, we the people can really achieve justice and freedom and equality for everybody. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. See you guys next week when we have our start our regular our regularly projected podcast, normal stuff. I just wanted to get my say out there, and if you got if anyone needs help during these times of needs, please feel free to reach out to me. If there's any problems, feel free to reach out to me. I always want to be there for my brothers and sisters. I want to help whenever I can. So sorry if this is very all over the place, but I just want to get my say across. Thank you very much and see you next week.